Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. everybody to the Baja Safari Ranch and the kickoff to Vegas Torino, the longest desert off-road race in the United States. And we're joined by our friends, Ram Trucks, Hard Rock, Marlboro, Budweiser, Red Bull, BajaSafari.com, the king of Baja, and of course, the Baja crew, at least two of the guys are here, and yours truly, Monster Mike. Now, earlier today, uh, an interview was conducted with R.J. Anderson, big winner at Ensenada, 
at the Estero Beach Lucas Oil short course inaugural races that occurred last week. And he's talking about, very interestingly, let's listen to his perspective on Vegas Torino. I am doing all right, man. Uh, just getting ready for Vegas Torino this week, and I know I was looking at the entry list, and I know you shot me a text, but it sounds like you're uh, you're going to go out there and do a little battle in Vegas Torino as well. Yeah, I get to come uh, come play in the desert one more time. We had a pretty good uh, run from mid four hundred, so uh, I, I got three higher. Yeah. I, I didn't lose my ride, so I'll be in the uh, I'll be in the coastal races. Yeah, these guys have such a solid effort, man. It's got to be cool to you to jump into a car that you know has got a got a chance of winning, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Tiger, the owner, you wasn't able to go to the submit three times. Like, well, good luck. I need you to drive this thing. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I got to get my feet wet in, in that thing, and that was really the first time I ever drove it was off the start of the submit 400. So now I now I know what I'm getting myself into, and. Uh, I'm excited. I'll be doing the, the last stretch, so uh, I'll be I'll be finishing up the race. Oh, you'll definitely be at night then. You'll probably get to do uh, do some some driving in the dark, huh? Yeah, exactly. From the sounds of it, I've never done Vegas Arena, but the sounds that I got I got a little bit of the the tricky section, and it'll it'll most likely yeah be 100% dark by the time I even get in the car. Yeah, well, in the last 50 miles of Vegas Torino, it's just uh, it's brutal. You run up this like this switchback mountain with all these rocks and boulders, and it's like it's like after you've done 500 miles, it's like ah, oh, the last 50, let's throw you to the wolves and see if you can actually finish the thing, you know? Yeah, that's the problem. I'm not gonna get no uh, no drive and stuff. are Three different drivers, so it won't be too bad on on as far as how long we'll be in the car. Yeah, I got a question for you because I've never uh, I drove a, a desert SR1 once, but uh, it, it wasn't for any sustained amount of time. Uh, compare uh, compare your works razor that you race in works to one of these desert razor razors. Yeah, so basically, uh, my works car is you want as light of a car. As possible. So, I mean, we fed leaves, we do somewhat smaller tires, and you want, we do land rush starts, so you, you want your car to be as quick and snappy as possible, and, and a lot of that relates to We're only racing, um, you know, 45 minutes in, in the works car, where in the bigger car, it's much longer races. So, um, we don't have big gas tanks, we just run stock gas tanks, and, and basically, as light of a car as you can have in, in works is. is Ideal where in the desert you're more looking for a car that you're going to finish 500 miles, you know. Yeah, definitely carrying a lot more weight in the desert car. Yeah, exactly. And the desert car is more just you know rolling weight. You want to be able to get the car going 80 miles an hour down the the lake beds and the fast gravel roads, and you don't necessarily care how fast it gets there. But a works car is almost opposite. You only need it to go 60 miles an hour, but you want it to get there as fast as possible. Yeah, works. It looks like those courses, especially. You know, I, I'm familiar with the Havasu one, but past that, I mean, it looks like pretty technical stuff, you know, where it's a lot of, you know, go quick, turn, go quick, turn, you know, and, and not where you really get it up to speed very often. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're a lot of fun. It's, it's the closest thing I can relate to a desert race without doing desert racing because we get to go on the moto sections of a lot of these tracks, and then, and then we go out and, and to, like, what we call the desert section, and they're, they're like seven 
seven mile loops on average, I would say. So it's the closest thing to a desert race, but it's nowhere near the same. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, how was it? Uh, you know, how was it uh, like the UTV World Championship that Joey D and the Martellis put on? I mean, I know uh, you know they had the desert course there, but then they had uh, you know the. Oh, uh, let's not go there. We're back live, Baja Safari Ranch. Little uh, stay over until Las Vegas Torino begins Wednesday with lots of activities in Las Vegas. And, of course, Thursday, uh, trials and a big announcement by Best in the Desert. And then on to uh, the race course all the way to Dayton in northern Nevada at Reno on Saturday on Friday on race day and of course the award ceremony near Reno on uh Saturday and uh, we'll take take a look at the uh the schedule briefly again uh Wednesday Monster Mike's Garage at 5 o'clock all day Thursday contingency and the big announcement later that day uh, Friday the 14th is race day and then award ceremony in northern Nevada on Saturday the 15th. Uh, let's go now to a second interview uh, with uh, Matt Hanlon of BF Goodrich Tires. Uh, he doesn't talk about Vegas Torino, but he does talk about what BF Goodrich Tires is doing in racing in general. If you drive you to the vehicle Jeep, what we need to do to design better tires. Awesome. So I actually got to go to one of the BFG facilities where the tires are made, and I realized at that point that it, they're just made of a ton of different component pieces, right? So as yeah. you're talking about that and your wear and what you're looking at and the different um, levels of what's going on, how does that work into the components? Well, people don't realize how complicated tires are. A lot of people think that it's just simple, you know, rubber in a, in a shape that they can inflate and put on their on their vehicle. They don't realize all the different types of rubber that are on the inside of a tire. You know, one one tire alone will probably have 20, 25, 30 different rubber compounds on the inside. Not to mention metallics, textiles, all kinds of different different things on the inside of the tire. So what we see in the performance of the field is we try to assess the different components of the tire. Do we need to make adjustments in the design? Do we need to add more of one type of reinforcement? Do we need to change rubber compounds and things like that? So it's uh, a maze. Uh, it's a wealth of information at the, at the racetrack. And to bring that back down to, to tire design terms and to adjust the design is, is really the difficult part. So there's multiple different compounds. Um, how do you describe the difference between a compound? Let's get techie. Uh, well, when we talk about multiple different compounds, uh, there's a couple different ways you can look at it. Um, there, when we talk about a rubber compound, it's kind of just a, how a rubber is, is mixed together, you know, how much oil is in it, how much wax, uh, how is it formulated. And uh, a lot of rubber compounds never even touch the road. So your sidewall is a unique compound. There's a layer on the inside of your tire that is used primarily just for containing the air of the tire. Most rubber actually will let air permeate through it, so there's a specifically designed compound that's around the whole interior of the tire that uh, does nothing but hold air. So I would say 90% of the compounds that we have are actually not 
gripping compounds that are supposed mm-hmm. to touch the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about the tread compounds that touch the road, there is a, a huge variety in, in what we can do with, with tread compounds. Do we need something with really high grip, um, you know, really good wet traction, something that wears really well, or do we need just the absolute most robust compound we can possibly make for chipping and tearing in the rocks, like something for Baja? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot that goes into it from your guys' perspective. Uh, how does that all come together, though? Is there, there's just like a whole bunch of guys in white coats in a lab figuring out how these compounds go together? Or? Yeah, you know, it, a lot of it is uh, we have formulation branches that do a lot of the, the formulation of the rubber compounds itself, and typically how it will work is uh, us tire designers, we're not experts in formulation of, of rubber compounds. So what we'll typically do is we have a, a good baseline. You know, take, for instance, the, uh, the KR2 right now at King of the Hammers. If we had a certain outcome at King of the Hammers, let's say tires were blistering or something, um, I would take that information back to our guys in the lab coats, as you say, and I would say, hey, guys, I need a, a rubber compound that doesn't generate quite as much temperature, but I still need the same level of rigidity and the same level of grip. And They'll go back and make a new one, or they'll come back at me and say, that doesn't exist, try again, and I'll have to go back to the drawing board and try to get my compromises from a different part of the tire, tweaking a different part of the design or, or something, something like that. So that's a great question. Uh, how long does it take to do these types of changes or R&D or bring a, bring a, tire, to pro- bring a tire into fruition? You know, a lot of it depends on what level of complexity you're going to do with the tire. Um, kind of the, the biggest step for a tire is, is a new mold. And uh, making a new mold is the most time-consuming and probably the longest part in tire development. You, know, you have to do a pretty complex 3D design of the mold, lots of complicated curves and everything, and, and then you have to get it cast and machined out, which takes a little while. So if you're going to do a fresh design with a new mold, you're talking months, um, if it's something that, that, you know, tires would have to go for 80, 90, 100,000 miles, you're talking longer than a couple of years because you really got to do that highway testing and make sure that the tire lasts well. Um, if it's as simple as, you know, tweaking a compound or, you know, changing changing a construction, uh, one example would be, you know, our, our Desert KR2 tire. When we made the King of the Hammers version of that tire, we used the same mold between the two tires, and it's a construction and a compound change. So something like that would probably only take a matter of, of weeks to months. If there's not an available compound that I've already got my eye on, something that I've already used on mm-hmm. something else, and I need a reformulation, that would probably take a couple a uh, couple more months. Interesting. So it's not it's not a long, long time. You guys can turn things out and at least get them tested. You no, know, and, and to be honest, the, the time to make the tire and develop the tire and, and get something that you can have hold air and hold the vehicle up is more or less the easy part. Validating what you've done is what takes a long time. So you can make a tire in a matter of months, but proving that it can go 80,000 miles, it's, it's not a quick thing to put 80,000 miles on a tire. So we have fleets of vehicles for you know, our road-going tires that they go out right away and start doing testing, and they try to run up the miles as, as much as they can and, and validate that tire can go what we say it's going to go. That's excellent, excellent. So one of the trends that I'm seeing at BFG is your guys are building a lot of new sizes. Um, what's demanding these different sizes? Is it the vehicles or what's happening? 
Well, on the on the road going side, when you're talking about you know all terrains, mud terrains, a lot of that's driven by the vehicle and the you know what users want to do in their on their um, cars. You know what fitments do they want, what sizes do they want. From a race standpoint, um, we're really starting to go back to the drawing board and look at what these vehicles really need. You know, a lot of times there's a historical reason why we've arrived at the sizes that we've arrived at. And as things shift in, in engineering, drivetrains get uh, stronger, you know, the terrain gets more rutted. The size that was optimal 10, 20 years ago may not be anymore. So we're trying to go back and, and rethink what these vehicles really need. Uh, class 10, for example, a buggy class in the desert, traditionally had been on a 33, 10, 50, 15. But with the trophy trucks getting as, as fast and as big as they've been getting, the terrain is really, really rutted. Right. And these guys in these Class 10 buggies, um, they need more ground clearance. And so we went back and designed a specific tire just for Class 10 that could give them that, that ground clearance, but still do it at a weight that was less than the 33 by 1050. Interesting. Makes a lot of sense. Um, crawler tires. Let's, uh, let's switch over to the rocks for a second. Well, let's not. We do appreciate uh, the interview, though. We greatly appreciate that. Uh, however, let's move on now. It's Vegas to Reno. That's right. Vegas to Reno is happening in just days this Friday here in August. Unbelievable. It's August already. And you're listening live to Off Road Live. Two guys from the Baja crew, Monster Mike, we are live with you at Baja Safari Ranch, little stayover, and then back to Las Vegas for the festivities this weekend in Las Vegas, Nevada. Well, let's take a very quick uh, preview of what's happening in the desert world. Uh, first things first, all attention is on the longest desert off-road race in the United States, the 2015 Vegas to Reno, put on by Best in the Desert's Casey Folks. It's over 540 miles this year, which is going to be a very interesting take uh, for everyone having to do with desert off-road racing. It'll be a challenge even for uh, the bigger Class 1400 trick truck teams who typically uh, can accommodate all comers and all-terrain when it comes to these desert off-road races. But when it comes to over 500 miles in the state of Nevada, it is a challenge, especially under the administration of the Bureau of Land Management. Those teams this year, Class 1400 Trick Truck, number one, Jason Voss. Number 10, Greg Nunley. Number 11, Carlos Abdali Lopez. Number 12, Jason Ruain. Number 15, Jimmy Beaver. Number 16, Scam Steel. Number 19, Tim Herbst. Number 23, Dan McMillan. Number 24, Adam Householder. Number 27, Steve Olegis. Number 3, Chris Kemp. Number 32, Sean Kroll. Number 34, Ken Loesch. Number 37, Jerry Walchel. Number 4, Justin Matney. Number 41, Justin Lofton. Number 43, Kurt LeDuc and Todd and Kyle, his sons. Number 47, James Bolt. Number 5, Clyde Stacy, Juan Carlos Lopez, and Reynaldo Zavala Galvez in the number 5 trick truck. 
Number 53, Adam Ray Lunn. And number 58, Tracy Graff. And Justin Bean Smith out of Las Vegas, who we understand lost a couple of teeth in Ensenada's short course racing this past weekend in Baja. The number 59, Craig Potts. Number 6, Rob McCacharin and Steve Serapas. Number 62, Ryan Pullman. Number 67, Mike Walker. Number 7, Dale and Mike Dundell. Number 70, Bryce Menzies. Number 72, Rob Robertson. Number 81, Taylor Mills. Number 83, Luke McMillan. Number 90, Josh Daniel. Number 91, Troy Herbst, Ryan Arciero. Number 92, Kevin Curtis. Number 93, Lyle Basque. Number 94, Steve Strobel. Number 95, Scott Whipple. Number 97, B.J. Baldwin and Bobby Baldwin. Number 98, Gary Wyrick. Number 99, Larry Trim. And there you have it, one of the largest fields of Class 1400 unlimited trick trucks ever racing in one individual race in desert off-road racing in the United States. You're listening live to Off-Road Live at the Baja Safari Ranch. We are live. Well, continuing our on-the-beach coverage of desert off-road racing and related activities, we covered the desert off-road race, the King of Baja.com, San Jose 250. Go to see race results, pictures, and videos at BajaRacingNews.com. Well, the kickoff to Vegas Sereno is a wrap. Now just stay tuned to Off-Road Live for the next week as we cover America's longest desert off-road race. The Vegas Torino 2015 Live on Off-Road Live. With our friends, Ram Trucks, Hard Rock, Marlboro, Budweiser, Red Bull, BajaSafari.com, the king of Baja, and, of course, special sponsor announcements on Thursday after time trials right here on Off-Road Live. And, of course, our special coverage of the Toyota Carlsbad live event on Wednesday, Monster Mike's Garage, at 5 p.m. Thanks very much for tuning in, folks. Another version of Off-Road Live is in the books. Thanks very much for joining us. We will see you Wednesday.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.